the world's a big place and we're so excited to be coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So wherever you're listening to this podcast from around the world, we're just really glad that you have decided to join us and we're honored to have you with us today. My name is Travis Rosinger and I'm here with my wife, Dawn Rosinger. Yes, and we just want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Well, hey, if this podcast has encouraged you or your marriage in any way, we want to challenge you to share it with your friends, your family, and coworkers. So often it's hard to give advice and hard to have those closest to us listen to that advice, but man, it's so easy to say, hey, I I found this great marriage podcast. You're going to love it. And then recommend it to them or share it on your social media channels, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Yes, or we'd love to have you just jump on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate that. Oh, we love that. Well, before we go any further, we wanted to share with you a couple of funny Christmas disasters to get you in the mood for the holidays. We I mean, love, let's be we, honest. Yep. Uh, so often the holidays can be fun, but disastrous. They can, absolutely. And there's so many funny things that have happened to us, but other people as well. And we we love to watch videos and just read stories and just laugh at funny things that you, just happen in life. You got to laugh. And especially during the holidays. Well, these two stories come from BuzzFeed magazine. One guy writes, he says this, my childhood dog was about 14 years old and had gone blind earlier that year. I guess since he couldn't see, he got confused by the tree in the house. While we were all sitting around the room, he walked up and he peed on the tree and blew out all the lights. The tree even started smoking. He walked away completely unfazed. I can't imagine being in that room and just seeing the dog lift his leg and just peel over the tree. That is so funny. Yeah, It it would be a mess to clean up, but it'd be worth it. It's so funny. I wonder if there's gifts underneath that tree. That'd make it even worse. (laughs) Kind of like scratch and sniff uh, gifts, right? They just have a smell to them. Oh, that's disgusting. That's bad. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's bad. Well, here's another funny true story for you. It goes like this. My uncle discovered a skunk in the garage one Christmas. The men came up with a genius plan to cover it with a towel so its stink couldn't escape. It failed miserably. All 25 of us spent that Christmas crammed in my grandparents' back room farthest from the garage. We had towels tied over our noses eating crackers while the Christmas meal sat cold on the table because it smelled so bad. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a funny experience, but I would be so frustrated if I just cooked that meal. Frustrated? Why sit around with towels on your nose eating crackers? Go home. Take a shower. That wasn't just a bad smell. It was a bad idea. It was. Who would put a towel over a skunk thinking that? that would hold it in? Somebody must have been not drinking like lemonade or Coca-Cola. Bad idea. Well, it's Thanksgiving weekend as we record this, but we have already finished celebrating Thanksgiving, setting up all of our decor for Christmas and wrapping Christmas we gifts. wrapped a lot of gifts, yeah. Eating a Christmas dinner with our family and exchanging and opening Christmas gifts. Now, again, Thanksgiving weekend isn't even over yet, but our holidays are pretty much almost complete. We've never, ever been this far ahead when it comes to the holidays. We have haven't, we? yeah. And <laughs> this there's... was a special year. There was a reason why we had to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas all within a few days of each other. Yeah, and the reason is we get our kids and grandkids every other year on Christmas. On the off year, we get them on Thanksgiving. So we decided to just cram Thanksgiving and Christmas all in one week. But it was awesome. So worth it. Yep, this was our Thanksgiving year. So, of course, we got them all and the grandkids and had a great time. And we got to spend a lot of good quality time together. We laughed. We cried. We 
played games. We ate way too much, which is why we just had to go on another long run to help with that. But it was an incredible weekend. Now, I'm the kind of guy I love to listen to Christmas music all year, especially when it's like August, September, October. It really starts to get me into the Christmas mood. And you do a lot very early. I just or sometimes in July. So we just love the holidays. Now, Don, one of our greatest memories a while back was something that we did for several years in a row. And that was to raise money. We fundraise money so that we could buy Thanksgiving dinners, big Thanksgiving dinners. Yep, the probably whole kit, the whole meal. Feed about 15, yep. 20 people. And we partnered with a local food bank. We partnered with a local human services uh, branch. And we got and a list local grocery of stores. grocery stores. And we got a list of names of families who are so in need and also going just through difficult situations in their lives. And then we had the pleasure, the honor of being able to deliver those unexpected Thanksgiving yep. dinners just knocked on their door and said, hey, we just wanted to let you know that God loves you. You're not forgotten. We love you. Right. And That's here's Thanksgiving yep. dinner on us. And those were some of some of my favorite yep. years and it's cool as far as the holidays. We were able to bring our kids with and they remember that. And we brought a whole entire youth group with. Like we did this together and it changed a lot of our perspective when it came to the holidays, but what a great memory. Yeah, again, that's one of our best holiday memories. It's as if it set the tone for each of us each year moving forward into the holiday season. And I wish, honestly, that everyone had been able to have that experience like we had yeah. and our kids had of just going to the poorest of poor homes and, and those people in need. It was awesome. It kind of recalibrated our hearts, if you will. I know, Travis, when it comes to the holiday season, some people have great memories and some people have really hard, difficult memories and some people it's stressful and some people they, they want to ignore it altogether. And um, sadly, the amount of stress and the typical excessive busyness, pressure to make perfect memories and to get all the right gifts can take a toll on even the best marriages and families. And it can be huge, that stress. It really can. We all want to have a wonderful holiday season. I know, Travis, just last week as I was preparing for our Thanksgiving and our Christmas, I had these huge expectations in my mind, how I wanted it to be and how I wanted it to look. And I just know the pressure that I put on myself can sometimes get thrown off by a lack of focus on each other and get distracted from the real reason for the holidays. We have experienced this, again, ourselves many times. There have been many things that have amped up the pressure in our lives and in our own marriage during the holiday season throughout the last 29 years that yeah. we've been married. Yeah. And just, we wanted to share with you guys today just some obstacles that we've gone through when it comes to the holidays. And I'm sure many of you have gone through either similar ones or even different ones. But I know one of our biggest obstacles that we had to overcome. Or challenge, yeah, really, yeah. Was distance. For quite a while, we lived away from our family. Yeah, far away from family. So we knew when we came back for the holidays, we would have to jump in a car or jump on a plane and travel. Like, yeah. we had so to So we would sure. arrive to the holidays with family semi-exhausted. We would, yeah. Because yeah. traveling, with, especially with young kids, is can be difficult. And it takes extra time. And especially when we lived in Tennessee, it was a 14-hour trip yeah, to come home. 15 hours, actually. Yep. And it was expensive. We would spend you know, money to come home and money to get back home. And so that was a big piece as well. So for us, distance was an obstacle that we had to overcome during the holidays. Another obstacle was just pressure. Pressure that others put on us and our family and our marriage. Just We had to make sure that we split the time evenly between families. I mean, there was just a lot of extra pressure and uh, people had expectations for us 
rest of them were like, hey, that was just a lot for us. Yeah, and I think the part of that pressure was we love these people. We would die for them, but we can't be everywhere all at the same time. And so splitting our time between your family and my family, and that could create some conflict between you and I at times, Don. I know another pretty big obstacle for us, and I think for quite a few people, is just the financial limitations knowing that we could only afford a certain amount each year on gifts or entertaining and not wanting to be financially irresponsible, but still provide a nice Christmas for our kids. And we also just love to host and hosting costs money, especially for all the paper products, the drinks and all the extra stuff that just comes along with hosting. But again, something that we love to do, but we know that's an extra cost in there. Another obstacle that we had had gone through in our own marriage is just Strong personalities, right? (laughs) Oh, man. So many strong personalities at times. You wouldn't think so. Right. But sometimes there could be five or 10 in one room of 40 relatives during the holidays. And those strong personalities at times can make or break an event and and put pressure (laughs) or or put conflict in our marriage. Yep. Unfortunately, sometimes family members can be difficult to deal with or maybe just plain rude or inconsiderate at times. And it just can be hard on our marriage. And it makes it awkward, makes it really, really difficult. Well, we wanted to create a podcast episode on surviving the holidays as a married couple. But you know, as we thought about it more, we really came to the conclusion that we should focus on how to make the holidays the best experience ever. We want to focus on the positive and how to make it the best experience. So here are just some ways that you can make sure this holiday season is the best that it can be. The first one is this, is just come up with your own traditions. We realized this when we were younger, which was great because we were, all of a sudden we realized, you know, we were so busy. We never created our own traditions. We're like, we need to stop right now before our kids get any older and create new traditions with them. And it was almost as if we were serving our extended family so much and wanting to meet their needs that we were failing to meet the needs of our own marriage and our own family. And I love that we've been vigilant in protecting that. I know even when we were younger, we always made sure to celebrate as a couple and as a family, even while getting together with extended family. Of course, we want to see family, but we wanted to make sure we had our own traditions first. It's so important for you and your spouse to view yourselves as a family unit and to build your own traditions, which in turns makes fun memories for many years to come. There's things that we started with our kids when they were younger that we still carry on to this day. Like just toasty. We buy, what is that? Just that grape juice The grape juice that tastes like fancy, you know, wine or champagne. It's not, it's not alcoholic, but it's a fun tradition. It is a fun tradition. We get out our wine glasses and we toast with our grape juice. And even this year, our grandson, who's 18 months old, had a blast with it. Obviously, he had a sippy cup. But as we would, you know, say cheers to the next year and we would lift up our cup, he would lift up his sippy cup and he would cheers with us. And he just... Loved it. It was just cute as can be. (laughs) He thought it was so cute. He kept saying cheers and like hitting our cup. It was amazing. But you know what? When you create your tradition, your own traditions, your own family traditions, you are saying to your family in the world that you and your marriage matter first and foremost as a married couple. It sounds selfish, but it's actually really healthy to put your relationship as a couple above your relationship with your extended family. Traditions can and should be an expression of the specialness that you and your spouse feel for one another throughout your lifetime and create them with your own 
family with your kids. Yes, they can change, but only if you both feel they should and the change serves a greater purpose for the relationship and your immediate family. We know couples who put one side or both sides of their extended family as the highest priority and then they neglect one another in the process. They end up neglecting their own family. Yeah. So make sure you create those your own new traditions. Yeah, such a bad idea to put the extended family above and beyond your marriage and your personal family. Family, yep. But then, or to, to choose one side over the other, that's a bad idea too. And we're not saying to exclude the families, but we're no, just saying make your own traditions as a married couple and as a family. Another thing that really can help is make communication king. In other words, be sure to make the starting point of the holidays communication. Put the king on his <laughs> yeah. throne. You have Why? to have communication during the holidays. You gotta have communication. It's a great launch pad for going into the planning process and into the execution of those festive moments and activities. Communication, if done right, will eliminate surprises and will also help with managing expectations does, yeah. within your husband and wife relationship. So what are you wanting to accomplish with certain events? Answer that question. Who should make the guest list? Don't just put everybody on there. Yeah. Pick people that really fit your marriage, your life, and uh, you know, fill your bucket as well. And this is something that you should agree on because there can be a lot of conflict if one person wants someone there and the other person. You have to come to some type of you know unity in this area. Yeah. And so that might mean crossing somebody off the yep. guest list and they cross somebody off theirs or adding somebody yep. because they get to bring their person that you're not really super uh, excited about. And agreeing that you'll have a good attitude in the process. Some other questions to answer and think about might be how many parties events will you limit your involvement to? Those can really pack up the calendar. What seems fair and honoring to both sides of your families without putting your own marriage and family in the backseat? Another good question. Now, a huge piece of communication is being a great listener to what your spouse might be telling you. Do you truly understand what he or she is communicating? We should always want to hear what our spouse is saying and truly understand their hearts before wanting to move forward. I think that's so important. Travis, communication is very important, but I think it's vital when, especially when you're first married, when you have two different sets of traditions that you're bringing into your marriage, you have to make sure you communicate what your expectations of the holidays look like to your spouse because they didn't grow up in your environment. They don't know what you're used to. So make sure, especially if you're in the first couple years of your marriage and you're trying to figure it out as a couple that you're over communicating yeah. when it comes to Communication is great yep. and listening is great. So we're talking about making this holiday season the best experience ever. So how do you do that? Well, the next thing that we would recommend is plan, plan, and then plan some more. In other words, before everything gets into full swing, be sure to plan out your holiday season. Yep. Like maybe right after Thanksgiving, but before December, Make sure you've planned out the entire month, even the early part of January. There's New Year's parties, yeah. New Year's Eve parties. So having it written out on a calendar and going over that calendar together doesn't mean you can't make changes or need to refuse to do something on the spur of the moment. 
However, it does give you a chance to fully be on the same page as a couple with how your time will be spent. Man, I think one great way to look at this is the time and the calendar is literally like money. I mean, when the money's gone, it's gone. Yep. And when the time is all gone, you both feel like you weren't in any kind of control of your schedule, that you were devoured by busyness. You risk feeling left worn out, empty and disillusioned. And that's not a good place to be. And that's why we, the next thing we would recommend is to build in rest periods into your calendar. You can, the holidays can be exhausting, especially if you're running everywhere and you don't have those times of rest. Yeah, very exhausting. And the calendar can quickly fill up. And so who wants to say no to all of those fun family get togethers, work parties, evenings with friends and chances to celebrate? Yeah. I don't want to say no. And because of that, we have many times over committed, not so much because we couldn't handle that level of festiveness, but because we didn't build into our schedule chunks of time that were solely intended for us to catch our breaths and for rest. Mm. What are we trying to say? build in some time periods, chunks of time throughout the month of December, throughout the holidays yep. for rest. So then you can enjoy the holidays. If you're tired, you're not going to enjoy them. You'll be cranky. There's a lot of things that come with just not getting enough rest. Yeah. And it's kind of like a long trip with rest areas and you pull off the freeway, the highway, and you get out, you stretch your legs, you rest from driving and it just refreshes you yeah. in the same way. We need that in our calendars. Another tip that we would want to give you is be willing to say no to yourself and to opportunities that don't fit with your overall goals. It's so important to not overextend yourself financially, but also not overextend yourself physically. You only have so much energy. And ultimately, if you spend it all on other people or activities, your spouse and your family, they're just going to get the leftovers. Right. And are. that's not good. And the last thing, but the best thing that you can do to make this holiday season the best experience ever is this. Honor Jesus. That's really what Thanksgiving and especially Christmas should be about. The greatest commandment given is to love God and to love people. And that is what we need to do, not only during the holidays, but all the time. Thanksgiving and Christmas is a chance as well to practice your spirituality and to outwardly express your relationship with Jesus. Christians should be the most thankful oh people gosh. on the planet. I mean, we talk about Thanksgiving. Couldn't agree with we you need more. to be grateful. We should be. After all, life isn't about us, it's about others. That's what brought Jesus to this earth. And that's why it says in Matthew 1, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, She, which is Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from oh, their sins. That's so cool. That's, he will save yeah. his people from their sins. Christ I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's Christmas so is ultimately about honoring Jesus and having a chance to celebrate his entrance into the world. Does it really matter when Jesus arrived in Bethlehem? Some scholars may put Jesus' arrival in the summer during August. That doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus came. God became man. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And that is one of the greatest things to get excited about and to celebrate over the holidays, not just over the holidays, all the time. Yeah, like, that's the best year. gift we could ever give. That's the greatest news that we have. But it should really keep us focused and help us to really think through uh, what are we doing this for? And where is our heart at? And what is it, what are we trying to accomplish? Yep. I know, Travis, there's an old tradition that we have with our own kids, and that's reading the Christmas story of Jesus' birth 
right before we open Christmas presents. We wanted to raise our kids and to remind ourselves every year along the way that Christmas and the holidays are all about Jesus. In the Bible, in Luke chapter 2, it says that the angels appeared to the shepherds and told them that the Christ was about to be born. Here's what they did next. In verse 16 of Luke chapter 2, it says, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Man, those words in that story, they never get old. I mean, that's really what our faith in Jesus is all about. That he left heaven, he came to this earth, and again, he came to save his people from their sins. Like you said earlier, Don, that's the greatest news. It's incredible. Well, hey guys, we want to challenge you. What are some areas where you need to change? or improve to make sure that you are ready to make this holiday season the best experience ever? Is it with traditions, communication, your calendar, better planning, building and rest periods, or being willing to, to say no, or focusing more on honoring Jesus? Everybody needs to change. I need to get better. Don, you need to get better. So what is it for you? Listen to this podcast, but then listen to God and ask God, what what do we need to do to really make the most of this holiday season and to enjoy Jesus? So identify right now what needs to change. And then here's the key. Move forward with that change so that you'll be ready to enjoy the holidays like never before. Well, we want to kind of bring this full circle. We just want to say a prayer for you guys. God, we just ask that every couple listening would be encouraged to make Christmas all about you and your son, Jesus, that they would be able to grow spiritually throughout this season and that their marriage and their family would be strengthened. I pray that their eyes would be focused on you. God, I pray that they would love you with all their heart, God, and they would love others around them. We thank you that you gave us the greatest gift ever, which is your son, Jesus Christ. God, we honor you and we love you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey guys, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember you guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.